Hi guys, it's Jeff here. Welcome to the Sunday blog and I uh, hope this blog finds you well. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've been thinking again. <laughs> Too much thinking. Um, anyway, today's blog is going to be called The Complicity and Multiplicity of Things, uh, Reasons That Keep Men Down. I've spoken a bit about this in the past blog, um, just to really recap and um, expand a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I sort of uh, made me think because I saw uh, the film star uh, being interviewed, uh, I think it was on Sky Channel, um, Sky Arts or something like that. And as uh, Bardem, I don't know if you heard of him, but he's uh, quite a famous actor. He came to fame really as one of the um, in one of the Bond films. He's the baddie. Uh, I think it was Casino Royal or something like that. But anyway, um, you know, he played that really well and um, pretty uh, famous actor. Uh, anyway, he was being interviewed and. Um, you know, he looked, uh, you know, really buff, really. And it was sort of uh incredible guy. I think he looked quite tall. Uh, you know, big build and, uh, you know, long, sleek back hair and everything. He looked the business. He really did. He looked the business. And he said something really weird. And I, I, I nearly sort of fell out of my chair. Um, that when he was playing a part, when he had to go up to a woman and sort of, uh, you know, chat her up. He said it was so difficult for him because it was not like him and he could he could just about play the, that scene. Um, uh, you know, and he was sort of admitting that he, he was totally, you know, useless at trying to uh, chat up a, a girl or, you know, at a bar and that sort of thing he, he he said to himself he was so far away from what he could do he just didn't have the confidence to do it um which really sort of made me think how could this um you know this really good tall and uh good looking uh film star um say something like that really um you know you know, looking on the surface, he had it all. He had the looks, he had the build, he's got the money, he's got the status. Uh, so uh, I just wanted to talk about the multiplicity of things that keep men, um, you know, at the mercy of, you know, the the, the society, really. Um and and also of, of females, as it has to be said. Um, so, yeah, I think people say in the past, you know, the tribe, um, everybody refers back to the tribe. I, I don't know how, I mean, it certainly is some relevance, but I think, you know, the humans have um, moved on in, in quite a negative way from tribes, really. Um, but, you know, people 
refer to the tribes and the, the men of the tribes with a um you know it was important for the for the men folk to be uh supporting the tribe uh because they, they might be, come across another tribe and they might have a uh you know they might be attacked by this other tribe so it was very important for the men of the tribe to be strong and to be um supported and strong um for the benefit of the rest of the tribe uh to fight off this uh this maybe uh you know another tribe attacking them and um so it was important and i mean the thing i i think now is that we've moved on from so far from that um in the modern world we're living in a world where men are actually attacked and castigated um you know and not supportive for the for the good of the tribe um so the the days of the tribe and the days of you know supporting men are long long gone long long gone and it's been taken over by materialism and greed and all the um, not so good things of human nature. Um, so really important, really important to realise actually that it's quite, quite a aggressive uh, and uh, deteriorating picture for men out there. Um, you know we've got the, the the gender dynamics that go on in the workplace um and uh, that can be quite toxic i've witnessed it i've witnessed it myself with the toxic um gender preference and what happens there is obviously you know a, a woman gets into a position of authority and then she finds it more comfortable to have another woman as a colleague uh, and so that goes on, and so you end up in this weird and crazy situation where you go in a company, and um, they're all females in there. Um, you know, so I think charities are particularly like this, um, and other sort of uh, organisations where uh, maybe the. the the job is a little bit uh, easier. I think, uh, you know, I think um, you get this in the sort of HR, you get the 100% HR uh, departments, which I've always felt were complete an utter waste of time. Um, they're just pen pushes there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, you would never ever hear this anywhere else, but I'm sure. The problems in the NHS are some of it is caused by um, malaise and poor efficiency by the different uh, staff, um, and you know uh, it, it's it'd be interesting to find out the percentage of females in the NHS to males. I mean, in my experience. Um, I would say, you know, it's sort of, uh, it's not 50-50, that's for sure. 
Uh, I'm talking about admin staff and that, that sort of people, those sort of managerial staff, admin staff, um, not the people on the front line and they're trying to do the best they can, but they've got some poor, poor management to deal with. Um, all they seem to do is throw money at it and they never really come up with any solutions. Anyway, I'm getting off the subject, <laughs> getting off the subject, but um, yeah, I think uh, let's, I'm going to go back to square one. I'm going to go back to uh, birth for a boy. Um, you know, you come into the world and the first person you see is your mother and your mother is everything. Your mum is everything. And, you know, you look to her for everything. Um, and so you're lucky if you end up with a good mum. Um, if you have a bad mum, well, straight off the bat, you're at a disadvantage. And it might be your health uh, that's not very good. Or maybe they... Uh, aren't very good at looking after you and your health suffers um, and that's what happened to me when I was young um, I was already um, having health problems by about age uh, age 11 um, started well had asthma and all this sort of the allergies and this sort of thing um, and um so yeah, you look to your mum for everything, um, and uh, can also you know create a disadvantage for a man or a boy from a very young age. Um, so that's the first thing. That's the first thing. You know, the, the mum can put a, a boy or a girl, of course, at a disadvantage from an early age. Um, but the problem is the the boy. I'm talking about guys at this stage, obviously. Uh, boys, you know, look to the mum for everything, and so they learn things from their mum. They learn the female way of being, uh, as you know, from the mum, really. Um, now, unless you've got a strong dad in the family that. Uh, is a strong father and leads, you're never going to learn um, what it is like to sort of follow what a man is, what a man does. Um, so right off the bat, we're off at a, at a disadvantage, really. Um, you know, we've got a lot of single mums out there, they're never really going to, boys are never going to really learn to be boys. Schools, primary schools, you're not really going to be learned to be a boy in a primary school. You know, this is this is just the reality we face, that the majority of uh, teachers in a primary school are female. Um, and so you can grow up in a very sort of, uh, you know, it can be quite a weak-minded sort of uh, scenario going on. Um, where you're not really taught anything to, um, you know, not necessarily 
you know, hiking and climbing and getting in rough and tumbles. I'm just talking about there's no education of what it takes to be a man or what it's like to be a man. And, you know, so as you grow up, you have this sort of um, innate want of defending your mum. Um, and, you know, you see that in a school playground, you know, or something like this, where you'll hear, oh, don't you say that about my mum, or I'll beat your head in. Um, that sort of thing, a sort of um, defending of the mum and defending of the uh, what's right, you know, for, to, to protect the mum, really. Um, and so that never really leaves, I think, that as as a boy grows up, um, he still has that mentality. Indeed, I would say a lot of, not a lot, but a, a fair number of men never really, um, you know, grow away from their mum. They still um, hang on to their mum quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, you do get grown men actually are still dependent on their mum. You know, I've seen that a few times. Um, and uh, so it's you know only natural that this male who is going to face a lot of difficulties is is actually being brought up in the in a female way and to protect the female uh, and stand up for the female and not have anything said against the female or this sort of thing. So uh, it's only natural that really that as you get older, you progress from that. Um, and, you know, you get instilled with the idea of um, pride and bravery. And, you know, you get this uh, situation where boys, or not boys, but young men are, are taught that they must be brave, they must um you know stand up for the female um you know they'll get into a fight over a female to protect the female they'll you know get into fights and things like this um they won't allow anything to be said against their mum or their girl uh it's a sort of sort of situation of having honor and um you know this sort of dynamic of having to be um, strong um, man and uh, step up to the plate that's my favorite step up to the plate be the man be the man step up to the plate um, you know so all of these sort of things go on to sort of condition young men that they have to do certain things in the world and they have to be you know they have to be strong and they have to and all of this and so you get eventually to a you get eventually to a situation where men will sort of uh, feel like they've done the right thing because they went off to war and that they went off and killed other men or you know other other human beings they went off and killed in a war and uh 
you know, whatever it might be, they took part in this war and they feel, I did the right thing. I stepped up to the plate. And they'll sacrifice themselves. This is what I'm saying, this is what I'm coming to eventually. They will sacrifice themselves to just to feel some sort of uh, verification of their status in society. And they'd be happy to stand there with their medals, uh, that they, they were a hero. They were a hero in this war. They were a hero. How wonderful How wonderful that they're this hero and they're standing with the medals. You know, um, and the sacrifice, the sacrifices, the sacrifices that men make, you know, with their lives, with their lives. <coughs> Sorry, no, with their lives, they sacrifice their lives. And, you know, so you've got this sort of quite a difficult dynamic because this um, young man then sort of wants to um, get a girl and he's been conditioned that he must have a girlfriend to be successful. And you see this again on uh, Instagram and things, you know, where they they show the um, the guy, you might be sort of some sort of a, a weightlifter or something, and there's this woman stretched out on the bed, um, half naked. Um, and there's him, you know, saying, hey, look at me, look how successful I am. I've got this, you know, wonderful property, and I've got this girl by my side. So it's sort of portrayed as a wonderful success story that you've got a girlfriend, you've been successful, now you've got the girl and you've got, you know, they've got the fast car. Um, and uh, so most guys, they'll, they'll just sort of lap all of this up. Um, you know, they'll sort of, most, um, yeah, everybody would lap this up really. Uh, and say, this is what I must try and achieve. This is what I must do. And on, so then starts more sacrifice. That more sacrifice in that he will, like everybody does, every guy does this. That they'll go, um, they'll be at work, and they'll they'll get involved with a girl, and then they'll think they've hit the jackpot. And they get married, and they think they've hit the jackpot. And now they're able to sacrifice themselves again, as they've all been programmed to do, to sacrifice themselves for the female. Once again, he's got this chance to prove himself to the female and sacrifice himself. So he goes off to work. In, in maybe a dangerous job, maybe long hours, maybe poor pay, might be a dirty job, to earn the money to pay for uh, 
you know the the life that uh, they want to lead there's now a couple and uh, nine times out of ten the cup the, the, they have these grand dreams um that are probably instigated by his girlfriend they want this wonderful you know kitchen with a a german kitchen with an island uh, and and all the latest appliances and all of these things you see this on the, the tv where they've got these property makeover shows um and the, you know there's these couples they're going to look at houses and you, uh, their budget is they're told on the screen that the budget is six hundred thousand pounds or something incredible or ridiculous um, and so the man, he goes to work to sacrifice, to pay the bills. And then the, the children, where the children come along, which was always the woman's plan. That is always at the back of what she wants. She wants the picket fence. She wants the 2.4 kids. And now... The man is under the yoke. Now he has to sacrifice to pay for all of this, all of this materialism, and now the children as well. And it's beggar's belief, really, beggar's belief to me that, you know, this is what happens to most of us. Most of us, this is what happens. Um, so, as I say, I think in the last blog, I did say that, you know, maybe start off with these idealistic views because you've watched, you know, films on TV that portray this idealistic view. Um, you know, four weddings in a funeral. What a, what a film that was to sort of program men as to what it, you know, it is a good thing to do as a programming. Uh, and all of these sort of 80s films, I suppose, were the worst. But, you know, um, so, um, yeah, um, I think that, okay, so, you, so you've got this house now, you've got this girl, um, but as we know, there's so many disadvantages. Um, the more you look at it, the more you see. And so we know oftentimes, um, you know, you're not really, when you meet a girl, you're not really, until you live with her, um, you're not going to know her real traits. It's the same the other way around as well, but... Until you live with somebody, you're not going to really know their traits. Until you, you've had kids, you won't see the bad, the real difficult. The difficulties come to to the head with, come to head with children. Really, you know, and the difficulties are profound, and so the bad behaviour comes out in full force. Um, and this is normally because she's got what she wants. Uh, She's got 90% of what she wants now out of the relationship. She's got the kids, which is what she wanted. That was the game all along. And um, so, yeah, I think uh, you can get in a very, very difficult and awkward position. Very, very difficult and awkward where, uh, whereby um, 
now the motivations are not quite so strong as they were before. Um, for start off, no, neither party really needs to make sure the other party is happy because now they're tired by the house, by the property and by the marriage. So they can let rip with bad behaviour. <clears throat> this is both parties I'm talking about now, but... Um, <clears throat> you know, so um, the bad behaviour can, can really bubble up um, and all sorts of other things can show their their ugly face. You know, the, um, she she can put weight on, um, you know, and she, all sorts of behaviours can come out um, and, uh, you know, the... The dynamic is a really, um, a really poor dynamic to be involved with. I mean, I've done it. Um, I've been married for 30 years. So I do feel like I'm in a position to talk about my experiences and about um, every other guy's experience on the whole. I would say um, most relationships end up this way. Um, where, you know, perhaps the respect goes out the window um, and, you know, things happen, events happen and arguments and rows occur and that sort of stains the, um, you know, that it's, it's sometimes difficult to recover or it certainly stays in the memory perhaps. Um, and so you sort of uh, trundle on in this... Uh, Fairly difficult scenario, I would say, in, in incredibly difficult scenario, where you're now set up to sacrifice, um, and uh, you know, really, uh, all of the poor things in human nature comes out in a, in a marriage. Really, uh, there's there's a terrible uh, lack of money. Most occasions, is, uh, which causes friction. Um, and, uh, so yeah, um, all the, I mean, this is, is a, sounds quite a negative type of blog, but on the other hand, uh, I think it happens more often than not, um, more often than not, you know, you get the, uh, dead bedroom scenario, uh, where because the woman's got what she wants, she feels it's not quite so important to make sure the man's happy. Okay, so these are all sort of animalistic tendencies that play out in human nature. These are the, the things that play out in human nature. And um, with technology, I think it's ramped up to another level now, um, to be fair. Um, you know, I think you can get um, I mean, I've said before in my blogs that anything that takes attention away from you is not necessarily a good thing. So if you see uh, a woman with a dog or a cat, that's attention that you're not going to get as she's giving attention to the pet. And this isn't about jealousy. This is about having attention. 
from one creature to another creature. Um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, we all like to be, you know, have some attention from another person. We like it, and you know, it gives us a, a boost. But if she's putting attention into something else, it'll be a cat, a dog, or babies, children, you know, most times men go along with that sort of thing. Um, but nevertheless, it is attention that is being taken away into these other 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 creatures. And now we're into the era of um apps and uh, mobile phones um, which basically are uh, a computer terminal with a visible display handheld display and um, you know you get you get this dynamic where girls they lose themselves into the into the their phones guys do it to a degree as well but girls do it more and they can be on their phones for hours or an hour or a quarter of an hour but nevertheless that is attention that you're not getting and she's in this other domain now she's in another domain online and she's conversing with people online Um, she's getting validation from people online and you know most times um, it'll be other females that she's conversing with so she's got this other whole body of people that she can talk to and and uh, they they have a lot of contacts on these apps you know what if it's Facebook or whatever it is they have a lot of contacts that they call friends, um, that they can, you know, buzz at any time they want. And um, who's to say that one or two of them may not be female? Um, Who's to say that there's a couple of guys that she's talking to? And this is called Beta Male Orbiter. Um, that she sort of likes to keep little um, friends on the side to sort of give her validation uh, that she's still attractive and she can still get the attention of men. So we're in a different uh, age now where um, the relationships really are uh, failing at a massive rate really and uh, I think the the stats prove that divorce rate is about 70% or something like this. Um, So, yeah, we were living in a very difficult times for guys, really. And uh, I think uh, it's fairly plain to see the dynamic of the 80-20 rule, uh, especially on dating apps, you know, that... um, I was listening to a blog the other day that said uh, on YouTube that um, even girls that aren't uh, that pretty, they can still have, you know, they can still have 40, 50 
guys hitting them up on a dating app um, or even more you know hitting her up giving her this full sense of you know worth um, so really dating has been killed off by dating apps because most guys uh, can't get any uh, replies and the ones they get are, um, you know, let's say, uh, not, you know, particularly um, worthy um, creatures. They they might be not that good looking. Um, they might have been around the block a few times, if you know what I mean, and this sort of thing. And so I think uh, it's really not a good idea at all to go on dating apps because uh, girls are really looking for the top 20% of guys and they reject the majority of, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, reasonable, average sort of lads that, you know, that they only really want to go for the top. And that's uh, called hypergamy, which Rolo Tomasi talks about. And um, so, yeah, not a good idea to go on dating apps at all, really. Um you know, far better to uh, try to sidestep all of this. Uh, try to start sidestep all of this conditioning that you've had since birth, if, if possible. Um, because at the end, at the end, you may, okay, you may have got the girl, but you may have got married, and you may now, you may now be in a difficult position. And uh, not only that, even if you do get the girl, uh, it can be fought with difficulties. Um, but yeah, that's your call. <laughs> but uh, certainly marriage is a very dangerous and difficult area to for a guy. Uh, far better, far better to be like Jesus in Worcester. Um, my favourite um, my favourite series Jeeves and Worcester which was on ITV and far better to be like Worcester where um, you know he was a single bachelor man and he was uh, going to gentlemen's clubs and you know that was his um, social outlet uh, ok so maybe there's not gentlemen's clubs now but um, you know what I mean. I think you could have a very successful life, a very wealthy life. You could uh, <coughs> you could be very successful and very wealthy and uh, be able to afford your own butler, let's face it, or maybe even, um, you know, be able to have your own uh, jet. Uh, you may certainly be able to have a, a Ferrari or something like this. And it's about sort of chasing that, uh, not necessarily materialism, it could be spiritualism, but chasing excellence. I think I agree with uh, Richard Cooper on that. Chasing excellence for your own well-being, um, whatever that might be. Uh, and again, um, you know, whatever that might be suggests that it's what you're really, really interested in. 
Uh, and Sadhguru is another wonderful uh, guy that I follow. He said that 95% of people never really find out their purpose on this in this life. Um, so I think, um, you know, guys, bachelor guys have got this wonderful chance to, to really find out what it is that they came to earth to do and to find what their passion is. Um, I think if you, if you get married, you're going to be hamstrung. It's going to be a difficult uh, situation to find, uh, you know, what your real passion is because you're going to be uh, totally uh, involved with family life. Um, you know, it is quite all-consuming. It takes up a lot of time. Okay, so... Uh, you know, lots and lots of lots of reasons to stay single, and lots of reasons as well to not feel, um, you know, sad or depressed that you haven't got a girl by your side. There's so many opportunities as a single man. Um, you know, there's so many things you can do as a single man. I'm talking about travelling, I'm talking about honing your craft, whatever that might be, um, you know, for the for the betterment of humanity. Let's think about Nikola Tesla, Nik- Nikola Tesla, all of these inventions, some of them really have revolutionised, you know, the way, the health and what have you of humanity? Think of the MRI machine that, uh, you know, you, it's directly as a result of Tesla and his inventions. Okay, so what I'm trying to hammer through here is you don't have to sacrifice, you don't have to, you know, do the right thing and step up to the plate to be a successful man. You don't have to buy into all of the, you know, you must go into the army and be brave and you must sacrifice, you know, no, no, no. No, there's an alternative. And that is to be your own man and be independent of, of every everybody. And, you know, do your own thing, do what you want to do. Uh, and... Uh, you know, travel to wonderful countries. Uh, I mean, there was a, there was a show on the other other day, which is uh, was uh, like a, uh, a show about um, old artifacts. Basically, this artifact was a um, a passport from somebody's grandfather who'd sailed on the uh, Titanic, and he worked in the boiler room and he managed to get out and he managed to get onto one of the life rafts and he was able to steer this life raft away and get these people off. Um, So he actually was not responsible for, but took part in the rescue of 68 people off the Titanic. And so they they had this passport, that they were refurbishing 
and every single section of this passport had uh, a stamp on it from all different parts of the world all different parts of the world it was full um you know and, and the the guy who was restoring it said look at this man look at this interesting his life he's led um and all i can say is i've been to the man restoring it said oh, all i've done has been from you know i've moved from basingstoke to Reading or something, I think he said. You know, that was his life. Um, so, yeah. Um, a totally, totally different way of life and totally uh, more interesting to see these places and um, meet different people. Um, I think that's the, the thing, you know, being able to uh, meet people that you would never have met um you know and have sort of maybe adventures or mini adventures you know it might not be that at the time you might think it's not very exciting but in when you look back you'll think god that was fantastic what i did you know what i did was fantastic all right so um these are the things, this is the nitty-gritty we're talking about now. This is the nitty-gritty um, to get out there and to, um, you know, be uh, really sort of uh, out there meeting people and, you know, having a, a group of friends and good mates that will come over time. Good mates come over time. It's not a quick five minute thing you need to put a lot of work into it um maybe one or two females even um you know try and stay in the friend zone um which is pretty easy these days so you know you can have a nice mixture uh of friends to sort of hang around with and go out with um yeah, so yeah, I'll stop now and uh, lovely to uh, get it off my chest and I hope it uh, might help one or two of you out there. Uh, I hope you don't find uh, my rambling too boring and uh, I look forward to the next one. So bye for now. <laughs>